Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I come from a place where you ain't supposed to make it. A place where you die if you don't know the basics. A place where they race you off for survival when love don't exist much. Some lost hope feeling like even Jesus can't assist us. Shit. 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 you killing us. Now I took it out of town And show these other cities how the D be getting down Where my credit at? Niggas try to play me like a nobody Now I gotta make a Mac right like I'm Yo Gotti Oh man, much love to the DJs Who play a nigga shit and run it back like a replay Couple of them tried to make me pay What? Bet you when I blow, they be all on my nuts Fuck, I don't need radio to win Got the streets, got the strippers and my niggas in the pen And they all wanna see a nigga make it If you chance, make a champion, my nigga, I'ma take Fuck being hesitant. Black love gang, what I represent. Flow so excellent. Count dead presidents. Fuck a bad bitch. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the I'm Not As Thick As You Drunk I Am podcast featuring the Sandwich Crew. This is your Royal Ratchetness, your Reverend Ratchet, your main man's cat. And this is episode numero 217. Um, So real quick, I was I was talking to Kobe and... um. We were just just last night we went out for drinks and dinner and shit. We was kicking and chopping it up. And um I asked him, I said, bro, I said, now that we getting back, and I know I, I was stripping the show back down to the basics, so where it's only uh just us two and we getting back to how we been and how we've been moving and ah, ah, I said, should I make a season two and start with episode one? Or should I just keep the count going at 217? Because our count is not accurate. There's been episodes that we haven't counted and we released like episodes, like an example would be like episode 50A and 50B. So technically 50B was 51, but we didn't count 51. We counted it as 50B. And then the next one was 51, which was really 53. So our count is not dead balls on accurate. Our count is off. So we just say 217 because that's how many weeks we've released episodes. So that's where the number comes from. So for those of y'all listening, hit us up in the comments on the Instagram podcast page and let us know if you want us to continue with the count or should we start a season two and episode one and go from there. So that's the update I got for this week. Um, with that being said, y'all, this week we have a guest uh, on studio or uh, on remote with us. She's been here before. Um, she is a very talented and very intelligent and gifted woman. She is a, a friend of the show and a family member to me personally. So I would like to welcome back with all the red carpets, bells and whistles and um party line guidelines and whatever whatever you want to say but y'all welcome back Maribel from the Embrace My Markins podcast so Mari what's going on mama hi everyone I'm so happy to be back I miss you guys I know right oh look at the baby oh the I, baby he what got happened neutered. to the baby he got neutered oh oh life life's down here from here buddy 
<laughs> oh, your fun has gone out the window. Oh. Yeah, sorry, buddy. That's we can't bull. overpopulate. I took what um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big, big cities have that issue. Yeah. That's like when I got when I my pits are risky, you know, my needles are risk uh, is a rescue. And um everybody's always like, Oh, you're gonna breed them? Like so when I got them, he was already they fixed them already. Like they didn't waste no time. They only had him in custody for a week and he had already got fixed. He was already, <laughs> and I'm like, jeez. I'm like, All right. right away. Yeah. So they were like, when I when I took him home, they're like, oh, for his uh wounds, make sure that you wash and clean. I'm like, well, like, what the hell? You just did it? And they're like, oh yeah, he was like two days ago, he just got done. I'm like, fuck. Oh my God. And I've never been yeah. once where I've never really wanted to breed my animals. That's never interested me. But I've always wanted them to just have the ability just to be natural. Like I don't agree with clipping yeah. tails, cutting ears, none of that. Like my pit. Uh, you've seen you've seen my he's he's a he's a big he's a big boy. That's a, he's a huge pit bull. And every time I see him, people want to breed with him. But even if he was able to, I wouldn't. Because I, I I'm not interested in breeding animals. I'm not. Yeah, no. At the same token. Well, so my pit has the floppy ears. He has his tail. He's not cut, trimmed, clipped, nothing. He's how he was when he was born, minus the nuts. He's natural. He's natural. Yeah. <laughs> so the only reason why we did neuter him was because um, Chloe, my previous chihuahua, she didn't get spayed. Okay. And so she ended up getting cancer. Mm. I guess that's one one of the possibilities or one of the negatives mm -hmm, of you mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. prolong life. Yeah. yeah. So I that stuck with me because I feel like such a bad dog owner because of it. No, no, so no, 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 no. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. No, because that there there's there's that's only a step to help prevent that's not a guarantee to prevent so who's to say that whether you did or didn't it wouldn't have went down the same way so no you shouldn't feel bad or feel like a neglected or not like that because I, I know that shit hit you hard like i was talking to you when the night everything happened and you was like oh brother i don't know what to do and i'm like right, listen i get it i get it and i wasn't trying to sound cold harder to me but it's like no. right, listen I, I get it i've i've had to put my animals down i've had i've come home to find my animals murdered like it's it's been it's it's, it's been an ordeal with me. Like, but I love animals nonetheless, you know. Yeah. And uh, I got like I told you before, even with the one with we have now, like I I you know I was talking to you about that too, you know. So I, you told me, and and actually, what you said to me really helped because then I was able to actually like think about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that changed my mind immediately. No, 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 no. no. I was able yeah. to think about it, yeah. and I was like. You know, it's true. He's not going to replace her. And so then we put it under prayer. And the way that it just all happened, he mm -hmm. was meant to be. And I feel like yeah. he, because now he's made such a difference in her life. Like my Manito will never replace my salsa. She, no. He will never replace my lobo. He will never replace my queen. Like, you know, all my dogs, my brandy, like he, he'll never replace them. But at the same token, I have so many memories with him that. I wouldn't have without him, you know? I had my first child at 17 years old. Yeah. But I feel, I don't know. I don't know about you. I still feel like I'm 20-something. Like, I don't feel... I don't feel old. I don't feel old. I don't, I don't think I'm old. old. So it's crazy. Like, the other day, I came across my childhood best friend, which was a guy. Mm -hmm. 
So I hit him up and, you know, trying to reconnect and, and I would love for my son and Angel to meet him. And so, and he always was super respectful and I just have some questions for him. And so um, I hit him questions up. Questions like what? I would love to know it's something that I always ask myself as a kid is why none of my friends around me ever offered me like weed or like any of that. And he treated me so differently from like the girls, you know, that he was like talking to. Cause we were never like that. It was, it was truly like a brother sister relationship. Mm -hmm. he, he met my family. I met his family, but we were just friends. Mm -hmm. I know him since elementary school, mm -hmm. but and he lived a really crazy lifestyle, but he okay. never involved. And so I would just love to hear from him why. It's so I'm I don't know him, but I'm gonna speak to the character from what you're describing, okay? Okay. And it's what I've done with certain people as well. Certain people who meet guys like me, right? Um, guys like me being not the friendliest not the rule abiding ist, not the social accepted or the social norm for a quote unquote good guy, right? Yes. When we meet people who are what I like to classify as pure, meaning you are purely good, not you're that you're a perfect person, but you're oh. pure, right? You're a good person. We, I, like to keep them in my life as beacons. I want them in my life, but not a part of my life because I want to have a reminder that there is an anti me out there that I can touch good without corrupting it completely. So I will go out of my way to make sure that that beacon is protected and keep the me away from you. Mm. So you would have been a, you would have been a white light in my dark world. Oh my God. Yeah. So I would have gone out of my way and use every tactic that I know to protect you in order to be selfish and keep my white light for myself but I can't taint it myself either. So that's why you were never offered or you were never asked to hang out or if we're going to a party, you want to roll. No, no, you cannot come with me. Yes. You don't want to come with me. He never, he never had, and I mean, we would, we would stay up sometimes till like four or five in the morning. What the hell we were talking about? I don't even know, but we would even call everything, but nothing. Like the, the party lines, right? Mm-hmm. We would call and then like we would play roles. So I would go into like the guy section, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. And he would pretend to be like, you know, my baby daddy picking up the other phone, or I would be the crazy baby mama. And we would just Yeah, just have fun. People. Just have fun. Mm -hmm. Just mess with people. And um and we would hang out at school and everything. But when it came to his lifestyle or like him messing with girls because he was a little player and mm -hmm. all but that never that was never not you not, not me you. he never you're not me. you are not meant for that yeah 
And guys like that, guys like me recognize that. And there are times where we don't want to corrupt. That's like, imagine, imagine a rhinoceros, right? Mm -hmm. Big mammoth scale skin, can't penetrate it. It just unbeatable, right? Yeah. Plowing through a valley, literally destroying everything in its path. But then it stops because there's a rose that doesn't belong there growing in the middle of the field. And it mm. goes around the rose and makes a barrier and then goes around its path without destroying the rose. That's that's the thing is like we, we recognize this don't belong here. Yeah. So we protect it. We can't destroy it ourselves, but we we need to protect that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's very crazy. And like I said, you know, I, I was able to get back in touch with him and he's like a grandpa now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what in the hell? You're a grandpa. Like, I can't even imagine him as a grandpa. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm finally settling down. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like, that's amazing. So, you know, I hope we're able to talk more, but that night we weren't able to to speak further. To get into it, yeah. Yeah, but um, but it was just I, I always thought that, and even like my girlfriends, my girlfriends too, like they went through their stuff, and I never knew. I never knew nobody would include me, and at that time, I grew up thinking, honestly, and and please don't laugh at me, but I grew up thinking that I was ugly. And that I was fat. And that's why people didn't include me or didn't connect with me. That's your own self-esteem issues. Yes. Nobody well, thought that. Nobody thought that. That was you. That was just me. Nobody thought that. That was you. Yeah. And but why? Because at home I was always and it and I don't want to say that my parents were bad parents because they truly weren't. Mm -hmm. They did that they could, but I come from, you know, obviously having childhood um uh health issues mm -hmm. I they were very strict with my diets they were very strict and my sister always telling me that I was fat and ugly it didn't help well so it's, it's, like the floor it's funny you bring that up because that's that's actually something I want to talk to you about today um I don't know did you hear last week's episode no I haven't okay okay so last week's episode was just me but I touched on a lot of self-realization, okay? Mm -hmm. And you, if you listen to last week's episode, you hear me and you hear my thought process because I'm talking, but I'm also unraveling things as I'm going down this, this spew, right? And it brought me to the point to where I was thinking like, how did I get to the point of embracing that I'm always all right, even when I'm not all right, I'm still all right. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today because I know we spoke before and how you were just saying your childhood was a little different from your siblings because you were quote unquote sick, right? Yes. And I'm not downplaying your ailment, but you already know me. I don't recognize your ailment as who you are. You are still you. Yeah. And I talk to you as a normal person because you're a normal, regular fucking human. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are not your sickness. The same way when I talk to um, 
Sam, you know, and I yeah. took like, I don't, I don't talk to her or handle her with gloves on. I'm going to talk to you the way I talk to every fucking body. And if you don't like it, then fuck you too. You know, cause <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I'm not about to sugarcoat you. What makes you so fucking special? And that's why we love you. You know, <laughs> like, that, but it's, yeah, but it's honestly like, that's like, yeah, I, I, I get, we got things wrong with you. I get, you're not, you don't always have good days. And there's some days when I talk and I ask you, how you doing? Oh, yesterday was so hard and da, 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 you know? And there's been times where you're like, I don't feel like it. And I'm like, fuck me. You don't feel like it. Get your ass up and go outside. Like what you, what is, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, if you want, you want to sit there and pity part of yourself. I don't want to hear all that shit. I don't want to hear that. I don't. Because you're doing that. No one else is doing it. You know, and so that's kind of why I want to talk. I, I wanted to speak to you today and talk about our childhood traumas. Mm -hmm. You know, and how have we overcome them? And have and maybe there's some that we don't even recognize because I've been doing a lot of self-evaluating and self-realization lately, you know. And mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with me and this podcast. A lot of that has to do with my wife. Um, I just I'm starting to realize certain things that I didn't realize before. And it's kind of how I say that I'm always growing. I'm always becoming something different. I'm always willing to learn. And I think I'm at a pivot point where I'm learning something different right now. Yes. I feel like the age that we're entering, you know, we're flirting with our forties. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there comes like a new sense of maturity. There's, I don't know what it is. Mm, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, don't think I don't I don't think it's 40. I don't think it's the 40. I don't think it's the 40. No, I think because the 40 don't mean shit. The age and time is only a construct so we don't repeat the same shit again. Remember, time is not a natural force. Time is man-made. What do you mean? I'm like trying to digest okay, that. Okay. So Time is not a natural force, okay? Did men create wind? No. Did man create the clouds? No. Did man create oxygen? No. But at one point, a man said, hey, it is now one o'clock. It is now one minute past one o'clock. It is now 2.30. Time is a man-made construct. It's not nature. So time is only created by man. So we don't repeat the past. That's all time is. I've never heard of it that way. It's the truth. But it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because didn't they even say that, like, there's no 12 months or something like that? Like, the, the, why do you think there's daylight savings time to regulate Every year there's two, there's more time than we can fit into a calendar. So every four years, we got to make up a day to balance out the offset. That just blew my mind. That's what daylight, that, that's what the leap year is. Daylight savings yeah, time. The, yeah, there's more time that fits into a 12 month uh, calendar, but it's only in there by a couple hours. So every four years, we have to add up a day because of the hours that we have extra. So that way our seasons don't go fucking haywire. And that was man-made. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about it that way, Kat. The, the earth did not come into existence saying, it is now January. 
It is now July. We're going to call these 30 days July. Oh, February only gets 28 days. Oh, March gets 30. May gets 31. Do you think they got that idea from the Bible and the scriptures? Scientists, that's science. That's all science. Where they say, where they say God created um, earth in seven days. Stop. Sorry. That's, that, 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 that's a man putting, again, time on it because... Who, who the hell said it was seven days? Yeah. Who the hell said it was? And, and that's my thing is I'm, I'm a religious man. I am. But I don't believe everything that's in the Bible because the Bible was made by man. But it was inspired by God. Inspiration. But again, who wrote it? Men. The men, the men that wrote the Bible were very sexist and very racist. I, I, I can't disagree with that because I didn't know. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to vouch for people that I didn't know. Well, just think about the think about the time it was written in, the times that the Bible was written in. Yeah. Yeah. They were not a very progressive, equal opportunity uh, race of humans. But to me, I believe the Bible just because everything that's on there has become true. Has it? Yeah. All the prophecies that are on there are true. All of them? Tell me or, one that or maybe a few of them. Well, I mean, they haven't all come into fruition. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, so so with that, and this this is just the the theological in me, the theological side of me. All right, mm -hmm. you're saying that all that the prophecies that have come true are proof that the Bible is in fact factual, right? Yes. Okay. If I take a clock and break it. Isn't it still right twice a day? I, uh, yeah, wherever it got broken. Okay, so the clock is still working. It still works. It's still 12.07. It was right. Look, it, it was right. <laughs> I mean, I see what you're saying. Uh, and I'm, and I, that, that's, I'm, again, I am, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm religious. I am. All right. I, I believe in God. I do. I just don't necessarily buy everything the Bible says because the Bible was written by man. God did not say, here, my child, take this book and know it as my, as my word. No, it was a bunch of motherfuckers that got together and said, Ooh, I remember that one time. Remember that one time Jesus said, Ooh, remember when Mark said, Ooh, remember that one time that. No, actually, that's not how it happened because it but, wasn't all written at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. It was a bunch of motherfuckers that got together. Remember, Ooh, add that in. Oop, add this in. No, oh, they no. never got together. Right. But that, that's what I'm saying, though. The collection of it, the collection yeah, of yeah, the yeah, Bible. Yeah. There was a, it was a collection. And then there are some where they're like, No, we don't like this story. That don't make it. It's not going to make the cut. Pull that shit out. Well, how come that story don't get into the Bible, but it's locked away? But it's locked away in the Vatican somewhere. Well, that's a whole different story. But do, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yes. And, and, yeah. and then on top of that, what I really don't like is as Christians, right? Christians as a whole, meaning Catholicism, baptism, uh, a Baptist, Lutheran, uh, e uh, evangelic, whatever. All Christians as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be forgiving and not judgmental, right? Yes. But we yes. judge the fucking most. Yes. Yes. We are the first ones to condemn. You're going to burn in hell if you do that. Number well, one, number one, <laughs> number one, 
Who told yeah, you yeah. I was going to burn in hell? Number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And number two, how the fuck do you know? Where, did you go to hell and come back? Is, is there is there a, a, a list? Like when I enter the bank, they tell me no masks, no gloves, no guns. Mm -hmm. Do they have a sign like that in front of hell? What does that sign look like? Is there a sign in front of heaven that says no shoes, no shirt, no service? How do you fucking know? So I don't necessarily subscribe to the teachings of the Bible, mm -hmm. but I believe in the foundation of Catholicism. And I believe that I am a righteous man now. I wasn't always. But it's just the, the idealism of subscribing to what a man is preaching to me. I think so. So let me just let me just say this. Mm -hmm. Because this is has actually been something that has been coming up in my life and something that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a religion. I don't want to mention the religion. Yeah, it's fine. You got but I grew up in a religion and I want to say now I'm having a hard time with the religion part of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't question God. No, exactly. No, nope, nope. Right? Because I feel like like you just said, People interpret the Bible the way that they want to interpret it. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that we that mm -hmm. there's a hell. Mm -hmm. There's figurative speech mm -hmm. about certain conditions. Implied damnation. But it never says that there's an actual hell. Mm -hmm. I feel like the hell that we're in right now, the world, the system that we're in right now, this mm -hmm. is hell. Okay. To me, we're living in hell because if this isn't hell, I I don't want to be anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, I I don't even want to know what it's like to be in the real hell. If supposedly there's a hell, right. I don't believe the hell. Just like there was once a purgatory, but now we got rid of that. Yes. So my whole thing is, I think that the way that people interpret it the way that people manage themselves, the way that people criticize, mm -hmm. it's not coming from God because God doesn't say that in the Bible. If anything, it says, mind your business, respect one another, <laughs> the golden rule. Yeah. Make your relationship strong with God. And that's what I always try to preach to people, you know, your relationship with God. I'm not telling you to join a religion. I'm not hey. telling you. Um, no, so so my whole thing and what I tell people is the best testament that I can give you that God does exist and that the Bible is real is just look at my life. I try my best. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, I'm far from perfect. Mm -hmm. But I try to abide at least by the principles that God gives us in the Bible. And that has turned out well for me. But I'm not telling you to join a religion or to listen to others. I'm telling you, you find the relationship with God yourself mm -hmm. because that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. And what, what you do with your life, that's between you and God. It's none of my business. If it's not affecting me, I don't tell me. <laughs> so tell that's 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 funny because like that's how it is now. Like people ask now about like like um like me and Biggie, right? She doesn't 
conform to Christianity. Mm-hmm. She's more spiritual than religious. Okay. Okay. And people are always like, you know, well, doesn't that bother y'all that you guys don't have the same religion? No, it doesn't. Because my beliefs do not require her to believe for me to have faith. And the same way, her beliefs don't require me to believe for them, for, for her to have faith. So as long as I'm not condemning her and telling her, well, that's stupid. Why the fuck do you think that? And as long as she's not looking at me like, well, that's dumb. This don't make no fucking sense. We don't do that. We don't do that. And there are times where I've, um, I have allowed her to use her practices on me and things like, even like, look at the, even these bracelets, right? These mm-hmm. bracelets mean something to her. They don't to me. But by me wearing them makes her feel better. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I, I, I have my feet hidden and my Jesus here. And to her, this is just gold. It, you know, but to me, they mean something. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? Because I'm doing, I'm wearing these doesn't mean that I'm condemning this. Yeah, yeah. You get and what I'm by, saying? Exactly. By, exactly. You know, there are, she puts things in my car. Oh, this is going to do this and this will protect and this will. And I'm like, okay. But I know it means something to her. So why wouldn't I? So you respect it. Exactly. And, and I think that's how it should be because at the end of the day, when, when we pass away, when we come to the day of reckoning, whatever, God's not going to be asking you, hey, Kat, what was doing? And why didn't you stop her? He's not going to ask you that. He's going to ask you for your mistakes. He's going to, he's going to want counts of you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be, she can't help you and you can't Uh, help her. Exactly. It's like, um, so that's like like the Egyptian belief, weighing your heart against the, the guilt of a feather, you know? exactly so i feel like a lot of people miss the point and religion has become very messy Mm -hmm. because then certain things are implied that shouldn't be implied um and rules and regulations that people just make up that there has been more blood spilt in the name of god than any other reason in the existent entirety of man and there's so much hatred and they use God for it. Mm-hmm. No, but you know, going back to the to the thing, I just think you you need to respect other people's beliefs mm-hmm. and things, and it doesn't take away from your relationship with God, right? It, it, it like I've come across people that are lovely people, their lifestyle doesn't align with mine, but that doesn't make them any less than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I remember I met one of um, one of the girls from from TikTok. They came down, you know, we even had a barbecue in my house and everything. And she's like, it's because I'm a lesbian. But she was like so embarrassed to tell me. And what I'm like, do? what they got to do with anything? I'm like, girl, as long as you don't invite me into your bedroom, I'm Gucci. Hey, what they got to do with anything? What that mean? I'm like, you're good. You're good. And she's like, no, I know you're Christian. And I was like, I am. I so said, what? But, eh? 
as long as I'm not participating in whatever you're doing behind closed doors, that's your business, ma'am. And she was like, nobody has ever told me that. Like, a religious person has never told me that. And I was like, it's because in the Bible, even God tells us, mind your business. That's because you're dealing with fake with fake religious people. Mm-hmm. And that's the way, like, I look at it that way. Like, there's a, there's a lot of fake Christianity out here. There's a lot of fake <laughs> Baptists out here. There's a lot of fake Catholics out here. There's a lot of fake, what you know, because they claim to be something. But you are so mob mentality. If we yeah. say it's bad, then it's bad in general. You have to condemn it. Why? Who the fuck are you to condemn anything? Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. I don't care what you are. And that's why like, I'm friends with any, anybody, who, whether you gay, lesbian, trans, Jew, Islamic, fucking Buddhist. I, I, if you believe in a fucking pink leprechaun that rides a unicorn, I don't give a shit. I, do what makes you happy. What if that got to do with me? me? That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'll respect you. Yeah, ain't got nothing to do with me. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know when the hell did that not become the norm? Like, I remember... It's, it's, growing- it's never been the norm. It has never been the norm. I remember growing up and that wasn't a thing. Or maybe you, I was just... It was, it, it was a thing. They just didn't talk about it. Because the mob, it was mob mentality. It was my and, and if you if you did fall under that guideline, you were afraid to say something because everybody felt against you. Well, I just remember in middle school, and I'm talking about the 90s, you guys. In middle school, there was one girl that came out as lesbian. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. And I bumped into her um a couple years ago, actually. Um she was working at the same hospital that I was working at and we bumped into each other. And she's like, I'm not a lesbian no more. I've been delivered. I'm oh, like, wow. What? Wow. And so she, she like, let religion cloud her. Well, not cloud, whatever. Okay. Whatever makes you yeah, happy. But she was like, no, I just had a daughter and I'm with a guy now. And I'm like, okay, girl, good for you. I'm like, I don't, so I now don't you're like saved. You any more or any less like, that's your business, girl. <laughs> yeah, that that to me, that's the I don't I don't know how you get down like that. Yeah, I mean, she went over twenty years being a lesbian, so I'm like, girl. But then as the thing was, so then were you? Are you really lesbian? Or are you just making yourself think you're not lesbian anymore? And that's her business. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. just that's just an example of me being like, none of, my business, none of my concern. But nobody mm-hmm. cared. Like nobody bullied her. Nobody. Nothing. We we just minded our business, and we. Mm-hmm. I never saw growing up. I never saw race. Yeah, <clears throat> I was. I, I was. It, I, I didn't see that until I wasn't exposed to that until New York. Until I came to the states, oh. I didn't know nothing about different races until I came to the states. How and old that, were you when you came into the states? Uh, oh, maybe. Let's see, ninety. Like eleven. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where that's where my uh that's where my uh uh like and uh want for black women came in. Oh, because they're beautiful. So oh, I didn't know what black was until I came to the states. Kobe knows that story. What up, Kobe? What up, dude? What's up, y'all? There you go. Good morning. Y'all all right today? Y'all good? Yes. How are you, Kobe? I'm good. Just just getting up. 
Just getting up, really. <laughs> told you he was asleep. I told you he was asleep. Yeah, I was, I was. I was knocked out. Lucky you. I wish I was you. Man, because I, I, I thought we were supposed to. Um, I, I was trying to show up early, but I thought we were supposed to come on like at eleven. Yeah, eleven our time, but I meant eleven her time. That was my fault for not being clear about that. Oh my! So I'm like, all right, I'll take a nap. <laughs> I look up, <laughs> I get a text. He's like, oh, uh, we we can um, do it right now. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold on, let me let me just get back to my ninth dream, and I'll be back. <laughs> man, man, I had I had to get myself together. I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I was scrambling. <laughs> I was scrambling. It's nice to see you, Kobe. Nice to see you too. I miss you. I miss you too. I, I, man, it's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a we while gotta, for all of us, we gotta bro. Gotta catch up. Yeah. We gotta catch up. That's what I was telling her. I was like, yeah, last night we went out drinking and I don't know, I had a good little time. That was a cool little time last night, bro. Man. That was that was dope. But didn't didn't I I fucking told you and what happened? As oh. soon as we walk in. As <laughs> soon as he said we so walk we went in. to a place. Uh do you guys have Twin Peaks out there or no? Yes. Okay, so you know Twin Peaks is all about titties and ass and shit, right? Yes. Yeah, it's so, like a hooter. Yeah, For but little- better because their beer is so fucking delicious. Oh my god. It's so good. I took down four of them. Oh, it's so uh, good. Yeah, so we was talking about oh, it. He looks so relaxed. Kobe, Kobe was <laughs> yes, like, yes. Kobe said he goes, he goes, he goes. I want to go there and get a blonde, a blonde. And I was like, okay, a dirty blonde, you know, to drink. And I was like, all right, bet. And then he goes, and we could also get a blonde. No, oh, ah, I see what you did there. And as soon as we walk in, girl had blonde hair. He was like, huh, huh, see? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kobe, you're trying to, you're trying out the rainbow. Yeah, he's trying to prophesize. He's a prophesizer. I told him all that. I, I told him all different um, shapes and sizes, all different colors. You know, it, 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 that's 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 what the blinds come in. You know, just just like the drink. It's just like the drink. <laughs> Is that Kobe? Yeah, yeah. Too much. Well, we're talking about we we were talking about religion. And we touched a little bit on childhood traumas, but I think we need to get back on on topic. Now. Yeah, we were the, the, the whole sorry, point, we, we were talking about life. childhood traumas, but then religion came up, and then we kind of snowballed. We did what we always do and just went downhill from there. <laughs> my bad. Now, what's your no, bad for? You just got no, on no, here. No, what you mean, my bad? What did you do? <laughs> y'all must have no. felt my presence, and then y'all started going downhill. Then I popped up like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> Ooh, look at that shiny penny. Ooh, shiny penny. Ooh, shiny penny. I'm like, squirrel. Basically. (laughs) All right, so, bro, are you going to be on with us now, or you just chopped in to say what up? I just uh, chopped in and say what's up. Um, I'm somewhere else right now, so. Okay. Oh, are you? Are you? uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, tell them I said hello. And go do your thing, bro. <laughs> All right, for sure. I, I, I'm not, next. 
next episode, I'm popping on there right away. So just let me know. All right, I got you, bro. I got you. Just don't take him out the night before. To exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Man. Well, this wouldn't even me. If he's back where he say he at right now, I already know what he did last night, Cochino. <laughs> so. I don't even want to know. Yep. I don't even want to know. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, do, do your thing, baby. I get at you, bro. All right, for sure. I'll let y'all right. later. Peace. Bye, yep. Bye. Cochino el Kobe. Yep. That's all right. He does he deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> you know, him and I were talking last night and just uh just revelations about where he is in life and things that he's trying to accomplish and the steps to do it, you know. Yes. So I admire anybody that's able to redirect their life mm-hmm. at any point. Because that's, I that's feel kind like of where he's at right now. We evolve. We mm-hmm. evolve. As humans, we just evolve. Yeah, we're, we're, we're never the same. That's what I'm saying. Where I'm always trying to grow and always trying to learn something new and discover something different. And that's kind of where I put my focus on, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're going to be stuck in the same thing. And that's not you, fun. You, you become stagnant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, my dad has a really hard time understanding why my brother is always searching for more or me. That I'm like, I'm doing this, and no, no, I'm doing this, and now I'm doing this and that, and mm-hmm. and now I added this, and he's like, oh my god, like you guys just need to get one job and do that for the rest of your life, and I'm like, why? You didn't have a choice, Dad, but we do, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what you brought us into the United States for, for us to look for opportunities and to grow and mm-hmm. to continue evolving, and you know, fortunately and unfortunately. You know, we're we have access to so much more now and the way that we can grow and, and teach ourselves certain things. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we use those tools to better ourselves. So I admire anybody that does that. Yeah, that was my thing is that like like by trade, I'm an, I'm an engineer, but it's not what I do now. It's not what I've done for the last, what, three or four years now. Mm-hmm. So. Who's to say that that's where I got to go? Yeah, it provided me a good life and it allowed me to set myself up, but look where I'm at now. You need more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was telling Kobe last night. Like, I refuse to punch anybody else's clock ever again. Now that I have this independency of working for myself, I'm like, mm-mm. I, I can't. It's going to be so hard to go and make money for someone else. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know if I can do it again. It's easy because sometimes, you know, you'll find yourself because there's highs and lows, right? When you're mm-hmm. working for yourself, mm-hmm. that you're like, you, you, well, at least I'll talk for myself. I feel like sometimes I'm like, I want to run back to what I know, my security, the my safety net. of it. Yes, mm-hmm. because I was getting paid good money. Mm-hmm. I knew that check was hitting every Friday. Um, I had health insurance. I had all that. But then at the same time, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Miserable. And I tell Angel all the time, I'm like, man, I'm so thankful for you. Because <laughs> you let me be. And you let me live my wildest dreams. And you still take care of the house. And, you know, I, I'm thankful for that. Because not everybody gets to have that privilege. Yeah, they have that opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, privilege. That's a good word for it. The privilege. That's yes. a good word. Yeah. 
it is. It's a privilege. And so I'm like, that's why when he gets home, cook meals from scratch, mm-hmm. clean house, I'll do whatever it takes to keep him happy, cat. <laughs> Respect. That's good. That's good. That's good, though. That's good. Yeah. But going back to the childhood traumas, I think that that also affects us. In well, let me, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this. What are some traumas that you felt you took from childhood into adulthood? Oh my God, so many. Okay, give me <laughs> give me like two of your two of your biggest. Two of my biggest. I think yeah. something that, that truly, truly affected your day-to-day life as a woman versus a child. For sure, my my confidence. Mm-hmm. That was huge mm-hmm. um, because that's something that till today I struggle with. I I struggle like I even how you introduced me in the episode. It feels so nice to hear somebody say that, but it's hard to believe it. Okay. Because I don't feel that way about myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think another thing that really affected me from childhood was just how I relate with people, my relationships. It's very hard for me to connect with certain people. And I've always had like this inkling. I have, I I almost call it like my little sixth sense. I know right away, like I know how to read energy right away. And that has affected me a lot because People don't like blunt people. People don't like people that are not hypocrites. And it's very hard for me to be a hypocrite. And I didn't realize that until I was in therapy, where my therapist was like, you were lied to your whole life. That's why it's hard for you to connect with certain people. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, well, since a young age, you were in hospitals you knew that when the lab people were coming, they were smiling, but they were going to hurt you. Okay. So in the relationships that I had with my siblings and my parents as a young person weren't the best. And that's like my first foundation, right? Just like they say a father's love is like the first love for a girl. Mm -hmm. a mom is the first love for a son you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the sister is supposed to be your first best friend i i didn't really have that so it's very hard for me to be open with a lot of people think think they know me very very well because i'm very friendly i'm very social Mm -hmm. but get to know me in a deeper level it's really hard that's only the side of you you allow them to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can honestly say the only person that knows me ins and outs and knows me better than I do myself, other than God, is my husband. Because I've always been 100% with him. I've never lied to him. Ever. You know, that's a fantastic thing to claim and say. Um, 
And that's one thing, like, like even me and Biggie went all the time, like, you know, why, why would, you know, why would I start lying to you about certain things? Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if, if we are who we say we are, why can't I be honest with you about things, whether you like it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like right now, her and I are not on the best of terms right now. She's mad at me and I'm kind of mad at her for being mad at me, you know? <laughs> so, you know, we're, we still, and like in the, in the morning, you know, she, it's, you know, love you, love you too. As opposed to the sweet and endearing and, you know, it's like, all right, have a good day. Yep. Thanks. You know, and it's like, all right, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> you know, I still, I still love your punk ass, well, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but it is what it is, you know? And right now we're at a point to where she ain't, she don't want to budge. I don't want to budge. So we we I've don't see right. So let's see what happens. Like I said, she's mad at me, and I'm mad at her for being mad at me. But wait, who was really at fault though? Was it really your fault? Well, I've I've, I've been trying. Rude, to th- don't don't share what it is. No, 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 no. I've I've been trying to think about it and to get clarity on a situation, and I'm again, I get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. because I did indeed do what she said I did. Mm-hmm. However, I don't feel that it's just that but and simple. It's not that simple of an explanation. I did what I did because of what you said to do. So how are you mad at me for doing what you said to do? And now I did it and you don't like it. So why are you mad at me? Tried. Sorry, stop it, Milo. Milo, it's okay. It's the the mailman. Um, have you tried to put yourself in her shoes and why? I, that's she's- that's what I'm working on. That's that's okay. what I'm working on. I'm trying to understand her logic, but at the same point, when do I forfeit my feelings just to accommodate her? How come she can't accommodate me? Because we're always right. But you're not. <laughs> you already know I, I do not fall into that fucking mentality. Oh, goodness gracious. You're not. <sighs> Again, if, if you told me, if you said, Angel, please stop leaving your dirty boots in the bedroom floor. Mm-hmm. Just stop it. You're getting on my nerves doing that. Okay. And he says, all right, cool. Now you come home, he comes home, whatever. You go in the kitchen, dirty boots. So you're like, Angel, what the fuck? Didn't I say you said don't leave them in the bedroom? They not in the bedroom. What are you mad about? I'm mad that you don't place them in a proper place. Why is the kitchen not proper? Why? Because you deemed it so? No, because that's where we eat. Oh, please forgive me, kitchen queen goddess. See, no, see, you're letting your ego get to no, you. No, 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 no. It, it's again, you're you're trying to make it a simple cutthroat answer, right? Sometimes no. the answer is not that simple. If you wanted them, if you wanted the boots to be placed outside the garage on the dried weather mat, stay that. But why can't that just be common sense? Why does why does mind? your logic why does your logic have to be the utmost? That's it. This is the bar. This is this is the this is the minimum. This is the standard right here because I thought it. This is where we at. Because 
Why? How come how it, how come it doesn't occur to you that when I get out my car and go into the kitchen, that's the first thing I do, sit down. Oh, let me take my boots off. Ooh, feels so much better. Instead of now I park my car in the garage, I have to exit the car, walk out of the garage, take my boots off, put them down on the mat, walk back in the garage, get my chanclas, put them on, now walk in the house. I've been home for 15 minutes now. I'm tired. No, see, no, you're you're being unreasonable, cat. Oh, I'm unreasonable. Oh, yes. as opposed to the woman that has the privilege to stay home all day. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Because, hmm. because, 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 in, because insert wife logic to make it right. Because what? Just because I'm home. Doesn't mean that I'm just sitting here looking pretty all day. I'm sorry. When did I say that? When did I say that that's what you do? Well, when did I say that you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G? When you, you said that, feet? why isn't that common sense? Just put them there because that's not the way my mind thinks. But put yourself in her shoes. Put yourself in my shoes. It's like if you if, if you're going to go down to the taco shop. You know that she loves burritos. burrito. Would you get her rolled tacos? Why not? But you know that she always ordered from that place. Her favorite thing is a burrito. Oh, oh, you're talking about her favorite dish. Yes. Okay. See, but now you're, that's apple and oranges because you're talking about. No. Yes, yes, yes. Because now you're talking about her preference. The boots where the boots go is her preference and my preference is the kitchen why does your preference supersede mine because she's the queen of the house and i'm the king yes but that's why you guys work together she's trying to maintain okay and that and that right there is the problem where does our together equal something that both of us can live with versus versus what you want but where is the where is it not reasonable? I'm still trying to understand that. Mm -hmm. So, OK, so the, the way because actually you're bringing up the boots. Angel has work boots. Angel has a whole work thing. You, OK. And we don't have carpet only in the rooms. We mm -hmm. have carpet. And so I've always told him no shoes in the rooms. I had a designated place. He didn't like that place. So I said, okay, one of those days that I was on my Target trips, you know, drinking my Starbucks, I'm going down the aisle, seeing what I could buy with his money. I come across a little bin. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this would be perfect for him to put his shoes, his every, because they had a little. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I bought him that and I said, this is where you're going to place your stuff and it's going to be right here in the kitchen. And I could even show you if you want. He has a and, little. And now he's happy, right? Well, yeah, it's been like that, I think, since like 2019. Oh, look, and it's in the kitchen where I said before I even knew. Look at that. And so, but it's covered and everything. And now he has a little designated. But do you see how you both work together to reach a medium, right? Yes. Okay. You're supposed to work together. But and right now, right, right now, like, oh, right he, now. And he see my point and he wasn't like, well, right now, we are not working together right now. Right now, it is, she's mad at me and I heard her and I'm like, oh, is that how you feel? Yeah. And it was literally 
Because in the morning it was, I love you. Have a great day. Da, 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 da. I said what I said and she, hmm. All right. Well, I I don't like that you said that. Da, 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 da. I said, oh, you don't like that? No. Oh, okay. All right. Talk to you later. Click. Oh my God, you're horrible. And it's been a few days now where we just been, I text her. Good morning. Love you. Good morning. Mm-hmm. All so right. I'm at, week, I'm at work. Okay. This week, Angel and I got into a little hissy fit. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that. Yeah. I was doing that. I don't know if you heard right before we started the call. Um, I, w- I was telling Angel, I'm about to get on with Kat. I got to go. Because I was telling him about the TV thing. Mm-hmm. And my son's like, you didn't even say I love you back. And I was like, he said, I love you. I didn't even hear him. I'm sorry. Call him back and tell him you love him. <laughs> He's probably in the ladder right now. I'm okay, so text him. I didn't hear you. I apologize. I love you, too. I gave him a little I love you note in his little lunch bag. Oh, so the pre I love you supersedes the after I love you. I don't need to say I love you all the time. Oh, okay. Cool. Respect. Respect. <laughs> he does, though. No, don't work that way. <laughs> don't work I'm just that way. kidding. I'm totally kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but but I, I think especially from the man, like, I don't know. I feel like you guys just need to understand that we're complicated beings. Like, and I'm not. Again, why, why, why is it always assumed that you have to be right just because it's your feelings? So your feelings say, fuck my feelings, right? No, that's That's exactly what, that's what you're saying, but that's what you're saying. You're just not saying it the way I'm saying it. You're saying it nicely. I'm saying it bluntly. Your feelings mean fuck my feelings. No, no, that's not true. No, it's happy spouse, happy house. Ah, I like that one. Mm -hmm. But see, your your wife does a lot for you too, and I don't. Yes. So does she thank you for it? At times, is she a bad wife? No, she's not a bad wife. I never said she was. So then why can't you just compromise on the you have to choose your battles? When because you're I have I have conceded the last three arguments to make her happy, to appease her. And now it's like, OK, I'm oh, getting so to the counting. And I'm no, because I'm getting to the point to where it's becoming habit. I am not going to always concede just to make you happy. I'm not. Because if that's the case, then I'm not being true to myself. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but I don't. So is 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 not? I'm not keeping score, but it's the fact that this is becoming fucking routine, and I'm getting sick of it. So then, how do you come to a middle ground? Conversation. And that's and and that's what and that's what's not happening right now. There's no conversation. That's what I'm saying. We're button heads. She's mad at me and I'm mad at her for being mad at me. But you have to see where it started. If it was those boots, I mean, what you have to pick and choose your battles in the relationship, cat. 
Okay, I get it. So, but but again, if I have already conceded several times to appease her, I didn't like the outcome, but I know it's not always my way. I know this. Okay. And if I'm conceding to appease her and to make everything great again, right? Everything's happy again, right? Mm -hmm. When do I stop doing that? Is it just forever going to be that way? So it is for real ever going to be fuck me forever? No, no, no. Why isn't it though? If I'm, but if I'm, if I'm always conceding and always, you're right. I'm, I apologize. I shouldn't have done that. I'll put my boots in the container now. You're right. Oh, you're right. I'll, I'll put my, I'll put my jacket in the closet. You're right. Oh, I'll, I'll leave my bag in the car. You're, yep. You're right. Oh, I'll, I'll throw my trash out before I come in the house. Yep. You're right. Okay. Can you maybe have open dialogue without again? Conversation is not happening right now. That's what needs but to but happen. But when you do, but when you do, is there something that you could say? You know what? I'm not used to, you know, taking my boots off at the at the front door. Mm -hmm. Can I come and can I have a little space here? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a solution for her? I do, but again, does my solution mean that it's the right solution? Maybe my solution is one well, that's why, that's why you have communication. And then mm -hmm. that's why they'll say, well, you know what? It's an inconvenience for me to have that. Why don't we place that little box over here in the hallway? Mm -hmm. And then maybe you both can agree. Yeah, I, I, that I agree. That I, agree. I agree fully with what you're saying. I, I agree don't think with... that's you appeasing. I think that's just you creating new but that's that. But that's different if we have the conversation versus me just saying, okay, I'll take my boots off here. Okay, I'll put my coat over here. Okay, I'll put my bag over here. Did now, you try to have that conversation with her? When she again, uh, you're, you're, you keep skipping over what I'm telling you. There's no conversation happening right now. No, no, no. But when it first happened, because she had to, she had to have told you, hey, I don't like that. You guys had to have the disagreement first. We had the disagreement. We somewhat came to a understanding of it she said her piece i said my piece we understood where we both stood fast forward a week and it got brought back up and now we are where we are so then obviously both we of you mm -hmm. okay i get it mm -hmm. it's just this is regular I, I just, I, I, again, I, I, this weekend. I'm not I'm not sitting here like, oh, fuck her and fuck this marriage. And did. No, 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 no. That's that's my wife. I still love her. We are still married. Everything is good. We're just again. Like, and like, like I've said before, I don't always have to like her. I don't. Some days I don't like her. Some days she gets on my fucking nerves, <laughs> but I love her nonetheless. Yeah, I texted yeah. her. This, I texted her earlier today saying uh, uh, that you are, you're so beautiful. You're the love of my life. And I hope that you have a day that is as beautiful to you as you are to me. And, you know, and her response was you as well. Love you too. And so I'm like, all right, kicking my teeth. Got it. Got it. She's mad. mad. Uh -oh. Okay. And that's the thing is, I'm I'm talking to you again. I'm I'm not not your husband. You ain't gotta like me. All right, fine. And I, I'm I am not about to bend. No, fuck. Okay. I love you too. Bye. Have See? your funky little attitude. 
<laughs> what I hate the most, you know what I hate the most, and Angel hmm. knows this, he does it. When when I'm and that's when I'm like, damn it, like how how do I how do I let go of my ego now and just tell him now okay, that you've yeah. gone this far, now that you've gone this far, how do you yeah? Yes. Now what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um it's funny because he he'll ignore me. He'll ignore me. And I'm like, fine, then I'm gonna ignore you. And then it's when I need something where I'm like, hey, do you have 20 bucks? <laughs> And see, he looks and, at me with that same with that same where he's like. See, and for me, my thing is like is it's listen, and I've told her before, I don't want us to get into a who can be more stubborn contest because this shit will last forever. I'm more than confident her and I can go a month like this. I'm more than positive we will go a month. Good morning. Morning. Love you. Love you too. There is a pro to having these fights though. What? The makeup sex. Eh. Oh. Mm. <laughs> really? I, I, if, I'm, if I'm mad, I'm mad. I'm, I'm not, if I'm pissed, I'm pissed. I, I, I just want to say, I hope I'm not disrespecting my husband by saying this, but I love makeup sex. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't no disrespect for that. That's fine. But you, you're talking about the passion behind it. Yes. Yeah. I get manhandled a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pick my fucking boots up now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can put it wherever you want. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Lord, we really we did. Uh, we did. We uh, we truly did do a shiny penny on this episode. Yes, we did. And we tried to go back into childhood trauma. The shit didn't work. No. Well, I was gonna say right now. I have a question for you. What's up? Now that you are thinking about your childhood traumas, now that you're kind of, you know, thinking back and reflecting on your life, mm-hmm. do you feel a part of that is you entering a new stage in your life being married? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Have you seen the correlation of how that's affecting maybe your, your. Absolutely. Your it's, it's, it's the fact that I have never had a positive example living example of a healthy marriage never mm-hmm. i have never seen what it's like to have a mother and father get along well i have never had an example of what healthy love looks like and now that i have gotten to a point to where i have um learned and have experienced different things. I've been married before. I've been divorced before. And I know what doesn't work. And that's why that I have always, I've I've been to that point to where I said, I'm not getting married again. I'm just just fucking not. Mm -hmm. And then here she come with her, with her pretty little ass, banned her eyelashes and shit and got me thinking otherwise. And even when I told her, like when I when I told her before, and y'all even heard me say it on, on a podcast, and I meant that shit. Like, 
you got me to go back on everything that I stood tall on, right? If you think we divorcing, you're fucking crazy. Like I'm, I will die married to you. End of discussion. So even how it is right now, if you don't like me right now and you got an attitude, you'll get over it. If that means that we don't see eye to eye for a couple of days, a week, two weeks. And like I said, because she is who she is, and I know she's a stubborn little shit, just like I am as well. I'm more than positive we can go a month exactly how we are. I'm positive we can. <laughs> and it's going to be a day that she might be emotional. And she's like, oh, I just, I miss my husband. Mm-hmm. Or mm -hmm. it might be a day that I'm just fed up or pissed off or something. And, man, where the fuck is my wife at? Like, you, you know, I don't know who's going to K first. I don't know. And it's not a contest, but that's what's going to be. It's going gonna to take something for us to be pissed off, pent up or something else to be like, damn, I need my, I need my husband. I need my wife. Mm -hmm. And until mm -hmm. then, it's going to be, yep, love you too. This, ladies and gentlemen, whoever is hearing us, is the perfect example of knowing that men are human men have emotions men have feelings mm. and it doesn't make you less of a man but you know what you guys are newlyweds mm -hmm. like you guys are just getting started mm -hmm. so you'll figure this out i'm again I, i'm not nowhere in my mind is like oh my goodness is the end of our marriage oh no 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 but right now she's pissed off she's mad at me and I'm mad at her for being mad at me. How, are you, mad at, how okay. are you mad at me for doing what you said was the problem? If you said don't do that and I don't do that, now you mad that I didn't do that? I think it's also important to realize that in these moments, being immature and doing tick for tack is not a good thing. No, it's not. But again, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's knowing who you married. You. I'm not saying because of you. I'm saying it just because of people, because I've seen relationships where it's like, well, then I'm going to hurt him. He hurt. Oh, me. yeah. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not malice with each other. We don't. We're not. We're not like that. We're not. We, we, we don't take cheap shots. Yeah, there's no. No, cheap shots no, 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 no. This, this again, this this is us being bullheaded. It's mm -hmm. not about, you know. Oh, you did. Well, watch what I do or watch this or we're not petty. No, mm -hmm. but we are stubborn. And again, this is us being stubborn. She don't want to move. I don't want to move. So we just about to stand here and stare at each other. See who gives them first. Yep. But I strongly believe if you say I'm not giving up this time, then she's going to have to fold. Well, let's see. What, let's see. I don't know. Talk to me in a week. I, I, sorry, sorry, Biggie, but I feel like you're going to have to give in, girl, because we need them more than they <laughs> sometimes. Like, I, I I love her. I still love her. Love her very yeah. fucking much. I'm still crazy about her. She's still beautiful, sexy, intelligent, all that to me. That's still my wife. But I. Uh, mm. And if she needs you right now, you'll be there. Right Absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. She could call me right now and say she broke a nail. Who the fuck did it? Point him out. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
And then but, when and then, and then when I get back, you know you're still on some bullshit though, right? Damn. I mean, marriage is hard. Marriage mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we're bringing in that that baggage when we're bringing in how each and every one. Like I was very, um, I was very touched by the episode, the Christmas, the right after Christmas that you guys mm-hmm. did. Or I think it was like the day after Christmas, right? That you guys recorded that? Yep. It blew my mind to know that you didn't know what that family atmosphere was like. Never had it. And I was just, I was like in awe. And I was like, oh my God, like that must have been so overwhelming for him. But at the same time, so healing. It felt so fucking awkward yeah and again nobody did nothing to make me feel nervous or offset or put off or nothing nobody did anything negative towards me they were all very welcoming all very loving all very open everybody mm-hmm. it was just so abnormal to me it felt so weird and so uncomfortable yeah. You know, even to the point that I didn't even know I was supposed to open presents. I'm like, okay. And that's why she was, that that's mind blowing. That's why she's like, she goes, she turns around and she had to tell me, are you going to open your presents? Cause I had, they were just all stacked up right there. I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So awkward. I don't, I don't know what to do. In my mind, I'm like, all right, we take this home and open this up in private. Did you, at some point, I wanted to ask during that episode, did you ever think like, man, I used to want this at some point in my life? Like, did you ever want that as a child? Or you just never even knew that was an option? Yeah, I'm like, as I'm thinking, I'm like, no, I, I, no, I knew that it was a thing. So like when you would watch movies like Home Alone, where the families are all together for the holiday. Yeah, but it's a movie. It's, of course it's fake. It's a movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's just... that, was, that was another thing. That was another thing um, that came up for me in my marriage. I never had. I mean, of course. Granted, again, I, I, I'm very weird, you guys. And this is, I almost feel like I'm, I'm about to get naked in front of you guys. But I'm, gonna, I'm about to be very real. My parents, when they immigrated to the United States, my mom had some siblings. My dad, I think, had like one sibling out here. But they weren't close. And me and my siblings had such a big age gap that when I was a little girl, you know, obviously they were already going into their teenage years. So it's not like we really hanged out together. And then I was always sick. Mm -hmm. And so I almost felt like I always craved that unity and that family. And I would see it with my friends and, oh, my cousins are coming over. I never had that. And so when I got married, I was like, oh, my God, you know, my my angels side of the family is very well known here in San Diego. 
because of the religion. And um, I was like, oh my God, like he has sisters, he has a brother, he has aunts and uncles, he has grandparents. Oh my God, I'm going to have grandparents. And it wasn't like that. Me and his family butted heads. There was very, there was a lot of misunderstandings and there was a lot of, you know, getting to know them and stuff. And I almost feel like I was robbed out of that again. And I'm like, why, why can I just be loved for who I am? And why do I have to confirm to others? It's always like, oh, Maribel, it's just that, you know, she's very special like that. She's like that. She, she can be very rude, but that's just her personality. You have to get used to that. And it's, and it's almost like even with my siblings, you know, my sister has mental health issues and my dad always tries to have us united and stuff. And it's like, dad, it's not me. And I've cried to my dad and I'm like, dad, nobody talks to her other than my mom. You don't even talk to her like that. Why do I have to bend? And he goes, well, because you're the one that's a Christian. Come here. What, what would Christ do? And I'm like, well, I'm always the one bending. Because I'm the one that has always wanted to have that family. That's a big trauma of mine. Until this day, the only family that I have is my son and my husband. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why we're very, very close. And, and, you know, at times it does get lonely mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel very excluded and, oh, I don't want to cry, but, um, but that's a huge insecurity and childhood mm-hmm. trauma for me. And so when I was hearing you talk about it and what you went through with her family, it was like, <gasps> like, I felt happy for you experiencing that. But then I also imagine how overwhelming that was for you. Mm-hmm. It was, it was something that I, again, is it's farming to me. It's something that I was unaware existed. And I'm not saying it like it's a bad thing, but it was just new. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with it, you know? Um, but it, 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 it is how you said that. There are things that I'm trying to learn and things that I'm trying to understand. And even like right now with the disagreement with her and I at, at Oz right now, I'm, I am trying to conceive her notion and get appreciate fully what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then I wonder, I'm like, well, is she giving me the same courtesy or is she just stuck on hers? And I know that we both have our grow have have growing to do. We neither one of us have been in a marriage like this. We have never been in a relationship as opened as we are with one another. And it was so weird because even even when we were with it was like a week ago, and I was talking to her about this, and I was like, we were we were in the car driving somewhere. And um, no, I lied. We were in the car and I had just got in the car from filling up the gas tank. And she was uh, telling me, she was like, why don't you ever cut the car off when you put gas? 
And I told her, I said, I've never cut my car off putting gas. I'm going to leave my engine running and pump the gas and go. And she's like, isn't that how fires start? And I'm like, yeah, back in the day. I said, it's still a, a risk technically of it now, but it's so minimal or minuscule. One in two million times when I pump gas, will it will catch fire, you know? And I sat in the car and I, and I stopped and put my seatbelt on. I said, you know, I said, I really do appreciate how you and I are. And she was like, yeah, what do you mean? And I told her, I said, like, I've never trusted anybody the way that I trust you. Like, and it, it dawned on me because I got in the car and I did something to the radio and I realized, oh, shit, I left my phone in the car unlocked playing whatever podcast I was listening to. And um, not only does she have the passcode to my phone. But she also has her face on the, the unlock thing. So she can just look at it and open the phone, you know, mm -hmm. and I did that. We did it to each other as a security measure in case anything ever happened here. Get in my phone because her and I suck at remembering each other's passcodes. We've given to him. I've given her my passcode numerous times and she'll open my phone. She'll what's the what's the what's the code again? I'm like, <laughs> damn it. I gave it to you five times or I gave her phone. Hey, let me let me see your phone. I'm trying to do something here. Open it. She's like you know the code no i don't i know you told it to me but i don't remember it so <laughs> we've just added each other's face to the thing like don't stop fucking asking me here but it's i say all that to say that we're to the point to where there's nothing in my phone she can't see mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing in her phone that she hides from me i have never gone through her phone to sneak and i don't believe she's ever gone through mine to sneak the, the, it just right and it's like i don't I, I i i'm not hiding nothing i'm not i just she's the one person that i've actually told everything to mm -hmm. and that's what i was telling her was like i really fucking appreciate the faith that i have in you the faith we have in each other you know and there's times where um, she has a guy on Instagram that they share memes back and forth. And there's a girl that I, uh, from my past that we went to high school, we share memes and that's, that's that we call each other our meme friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's like, Oh my goodness, look what he sent me. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's stupid. Or, Oh, that's funny or whatever. And the same way, she'll send me something I'm like, Oh, I'm sending this to Shannon, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. You know, she, she knows, you know, what's up, you know? Mm -hmm. And at no point is there ever any hesitation to like, what are they really talking about? I, it, it's none of that, none of that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I was telling her that I, I really do. Like I truly wholeheartedly appreciate us. Like I do, like even the welcoming me into her family and the way that they talk to me and how we interact with one another. And there's just, it's, it's a lot that I'm learning as a man, as a husband, um, as the, the, the family head figure, you, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer to everything. I don't. And this is the conversation I had with her before. Cause in the beginning of our relationship, she was like, well, how could you not know that? And it's like, just cause I know a lot don't mean I know everything. So mm. some shit you got to give me grace and know that, okay, I don't know that. I don't know how to react to this just yet. But because she she took into account that 
because I'm so open and so progressive and so forward thinking that I would just know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't, you, you have to let me learn. Mm -hmm. And she was, she, after that, she was like, Oh, and I told her, I'm like, you holding me to a stand that I can't, I can't uh, uh, answer to. Mm -hmm. I don't know every fucking thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not a guru of nothing. I might, I might be a guru of fuck ups. That's about it. Are we all though? You know, like, I'm like, I'll tell you how to fuck some shit up real quick. Watch this. Hold my beer, you know, <laughs> but it, it's, 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 it is very humbling and very, um, it's very heartwarming to realize certain things. And as I sit and think about certain things like you've heard in past episodes, when I come to a realization mid podcast mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's, it's like, man, there's certain things that I do take into account and I listen to, and I listen to other people's takes on it. I listen to, um, different positions to interpret different ways of understanding. Um, maybe somebody could explain something to me that I never heard before. Like when I was telling you about time being a construct of man, and he was like, I've never heard no one say that before. Like, it, it might just be somebody that says something to you that you was like, son of a bitch. That's so, that's so obvious. How did I not think of that? Yeah. Like I almost, I almost feel stupid because I'm like, oh my God, like that is such a simple mm -hmm. thing, but mm -hmm. you never really think about you it. You never thought about it. Never. Yeah. Like, that's like, why fuck. I love podcasts because yeah, I love yeah. other people's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just things that I'm thinking of. And now like, just thinking more and more about it, like, I don't know. And, and it's the part to where, like, now, like, I'm trying my best to understand her side fully. But at the same token, it's like, I I don't want to abandon my principles. Mm. You know, so it's, it's like, well, what do I do? I think communication is such a big thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to find the right time to explain that to her. Like, hey, I don't want to lose myself, but I don't want to lose you either. Mm -hmm. So how can we come together and find middle ground? Because Man. I feel like I feel that's a huge part of marriage. Mm -hmm. You you finding middle ground throughout because you're going to continue to grow. Kat. She's going to continue to grow. Mm hmm. You know, mm -hmm. my parents this year, my parents are going to be celebrating 50 years of marriage. Sheesh. That's not and easy me, to do. And let me tell you, neither of them are perfect. I've seen many, you know, disagreements, many arguments. But something that has always stayed true is their love and respect for one another. <laughs> their love and respect for one another. And they've grown together. You know, they're obviously they're not the same people. You know, when they first got married, my mom was 16. My dad was 20. Mm -hmm. My, my parents, my parents had a 12 year age gap. Oh, my goodness. My father was 12 years older than my mother. Oh, that's a huge age gap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's huge. No, my parents only have four year age gap. And so, you know, my dad's going to be 70 this year. He's still stubborn as mm -hmm. hell. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's worse than a mule. And he didn't but, get the 70 uh, by accident. No. But my mom, I think, and that's that's an example that I've always tried to follow because mm-hmm. my mom has always said, you know, um, even when she was super mad at my dad because my dad would do some things that, mm, child, I wouldn't even speak of. Mm-hmm. But my mom would be like, he's not an alcoholic. He's not a drug addict. He's always home when he needs to be home. He's providing for us mm-hmm. and loves you guys. And by the way that I see that your dad loves you, I know that he loves me. That that makes a big difference too. how the how the men interact with the, the children, you know, because yes. like, I've, I've seen people where their their dad is there, but they're not there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the way they what you just said is that that's that's true as hell. Yes. My bad. I'm taking my. I'm looking over there. I didn't take my medicine this morning, so I'm about to take it right now. So no, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. This is why we. This is why we edit. This is fine. This is why we have editing techniques. Yes. So going back, um, I always learned that from my mom. You know, um, always be respectful and. She never put my father down in front of us. She never spoke ill of him. And my father never did that of her either. Right. That's like, like, I, like for me, like I've even, even angry, like right now, like being at odds ends with my wife right now, I'm not talking about her. I'm not call. I will never call out of her name. I will never disrespect her. That is, like I said, I, I, just because I don't like you today doesn't mean I love you any less. You are still my wife and I'm still in love with you. And that's I, just, that's I'm just so how it is. <laughs> right. I just, I, again, I just think you're on some bullshit, but okay. I mean, I might be on some bullshit too. Who knows? No, Still trying no. to figure that part I out. It out though. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and what I look forward to is the, the freaking um, makeup sets. Sometimes I even tell Angel, can we just fight just so we could get angry at each other? <laughs> See, I'm with all that, but. Just because of who I am and how my wife is, we already have very wild sex anyways as 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 a whole. Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we we already do things. All right. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what my brother's doing. That's a, that's that's another episode. No, no, no not with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's you and Kobe. <laughs> uh, it's but no, it's it's it is it's true. Like just just us growing, and and I know that I said I wanted us to talk about um, childhood traumas and whatnot, and we touched on it a little bit. But I think that this has been more of a relationship uh, episode, um, obviously, and <laughs> it's 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 not a bad thing because I think that even from our childhood traumas, which I carry into who I am now, it develops our the, the way I look at relationships, like. I remember growing up and thinking, I, rem- I very vividly, clearly remember me thinking, I don't ever want to be like my mother. Never. Like, I can't. Oh, she get on my fucking nerves. And now I sit back and look at how I handle certain situations. And I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful for my mother for teaching me how to how to handle this and how to do and how to, you know. Yeah. And. Like. My mother has has always been an example to me. Like I said, I I know my father, but he's never been around. He's never been active, you know. And my wife met my dad once for like five minutes. 
And even with that experience, she was like, wow, that was like very awkward. And I'm like, that's, that's me and my dad. That's how we are. And even on my like, birthday. Welcome. Welcome yeah, to the family. right. You know, on my birthday, um, my wife got a phone call she wasn't expecting and it, it hit her pretty hard for her birthday. And she was just all happy and in tears and joyful. And I was happy for her, you know. And then I told her, I said, bet you my dad don't call. And then she was like, oh, he will. I'm like, no, he won't. And what happened on my birthday? No call. It was like no. 11. No. It was 11 o'clock at night. And I told her, I was like, told you my dad wasn't going to call me. <laughs> I it, Didn't call me for New Year's. I'm coming for my birthday. Don't call me from, he just, just, we just don't, we don't have that. We don't. And I take that into account because like I said, my, my mother was not perfect. She had a lot of flaws as a woman and as a person, but she did her best to raise me as best as she could always. Mm -hmm. And I will never for, take for granted what she instilled in me and what she taught me. She gave me my work ethic and why I work the way that I do. Um, and that's why like with my wife now, I, I, I do want to move forward and just put so much effort into us learning and growing together yes. and for us to to understand each other better you know mm -hmm. and a lot of that comes from the trauma that i that again that we carry now and we may not i may not be healed from all my trauma i know i'm not and mm -hmm. i may not understand the full totality of them just yet however I do know, like my my parenting, my fatherhood, right? I don't know what it's like to have a father. I've never had that example. Mm -hmm. So I've always based the way I am with my kids as doing the opposite of what my dad did with me. Mm. And that's how I've become the father that I am to this day. You know? And you've heard me, you know, the same thing with my wife. And my wife made this comment about a month or so ago. And she was like, she goes, I love how you are with all the kids. And I was like, what you mean? She goes, you just, you're so different with them. Like you just, there's something about you that your relationship with each and every single one of them separately is just, wow. And she's like, you sit there and I give, I, I'm quizzing my youngest son and my youngest daughter on ATM protocol, mm. you know, and what I mean by that is I teach them. I was like, all right, y'all, we're pulling up to the ATM. What do we do? You know? And my daughter, who's just being exposed to this, she's like, what do you mean? And my son is like, he, he comes in cause I do this with him all the time. So my son goes, keep the car in drive. Don't take your foot off the brake. Keep the doors locked and keep your head on a swivel. I'm like, that's right. I said, why do we not put the car in park? He says, because if somebody runs up on us, we can react. I said, exactly. I said, why do we keep the doors locked? So if someone comes up, they can't snatch it open. Exactly. I said, does it matter if it's daytime or nighttime? No. All right. And, you know, there's just certain things like that that I, I teach them. The same thing when we pull into a parking lot. Why do I back into a spot, everybody? In case we need to pull out, we can pull out quick and not back up. Exactly. Or there's just certain things that I teach my kids that come from the trauma of me. Mm -hmm. But 
I want them to be aware, you know, to be on the lookout. And it's just my relationship with them. Like, I'm always sarcastic. I'm always joking with them. You know, like I, I threaten my daughter, my youngest daughter, my youngest son. I threaten them all the time that I'm going to beat them, you know. And they're like, oh, what did I do? I'm like, I don't need a reason. I'm bored. I'm going to beat you because I can. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then even my son, you know, was like, you know, he's like, I love you, Papa. And I'm like, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, and I, that's really my response to him. When he tells me, he's like, I love you. Eh, you know, eh. <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, man. But when it's Sunday and he goes, I love you, Papa. I love you, too, kid. And, and I tell him it's Sunday. I have to love you on Sunday because it's the Lord's Day and it's Sunday. It's the Sunday. <laughs> And he's like, yay, it's Sunday. And I'm like, I'm not going to beat you today. He's like, yay. <laughs> like, but that's our joke, you know? So yeah. people laugh because we'll be in a store somewhere. He's like, Papa, can I get this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Thanks, Papa. I love you. Eh, you know. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's so Somebody weird. Because, by, he's like, what the hell? Right. Everyone's like, dang, Rue. Your son just told you he loved you. And you're like, can you just dismiss it? I'm like, eh, you know, eh, I kind of like you today a little bit, you know, and that's, that's just our, that's our thing though. You know, yeah. same thing like with my daughter, when we pull up to a place, I look at her and I tell her, all right, remember mask, gloves, no witnesses. And she's like, all right, dad, <laughs> you know, I like and that one. my wife will sit there and she's like, will you two knock it off? I look at my daughter. Yeah. Knock it off. And she was like, I didn't even do nothing. And I look at her and I'm like, really? No witnesses. <laughs> you know, it's like I thought all the time. I said, if there's no body, no one's dead. They're just missing. Right. And she was like, yeah. You I know? have a question for you. Because you asked me and I know, you know, we went into different tangents because that's mm -hmm. what happens here in this mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. um, what is your biggest childhood trauma? My biggest childhood trauma is very much what most men's are and that they don't realize it. So for me, it's always been that what I feel doesn't matter. Whatever your feelings are, they don't matter. Nobody wants to hear you complain. Nobody wants to hear what's wrong with you. Nobody cares what's wrong with you. Work harder. Get over it. So the fact that you've never felt like your feelings were validated. And that's why you're having a hard time right now with your mm -hmm. life. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. See how complicated marriage is, you guys? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're getting it in real time. Like, this is some good stuff because it's so real. It's so real. And I do feel like, you know, that I'm a big advocate for you guys. Men's mental health. I'm a boy mom. I'm a sister. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a daughter. And I've seen the men in my life struggled with it. Like I said, in, in the example that I use all the time, you have two children, right? One's five, one is six. Okay. The boy is five. The girl is six. Okay. If the girl falls down and scrapes her knee, you hug her, you pick her up. Oh my goodness. You kiss the boo-boo, blow on it, put a band-aid. I love you. It's going to be okay. 
the boy falls down. You tell him, get up. Let me see. You're fine. You're okay. You're, you're fine. You'll be fine. It's okay. Don't, don't cry. Don't cry. It's not that tough. You're, you're fine. You're okay. Excuse me, mom. My knee is bleeding. This shit hurts. Dad. You're fine. Go ahead. Go. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Did it fall off? Did your leg fall off? You're okay. So you're taught as a child, your feelings don't matter. Get over it. But yet you expect this man to be 25 years old and not be a womanizer not be cut off, not want to fuck everything he sees. Why can't you just be faithful to one woman? Why? Have you had that conversation with your wife? Mm-hmm. Oh, so she knows about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, biggie. Oh, because then I would be tiptoeing around you. Like, not in a bad way, but I would I would try to be more level-headed and not let my ego get to me. You know what I mean? Like if Angel was to express to me, I feel mm-hmm. like you're not validating me. You're overlooking my feelings and it's all about you and you always have to be right. I would have to do a hard check on myself because that would affect me. Just mm. the person that I, mm. that would affect me because in no way do I ever want to be disrespectful to him or make mm-hmm. him feel. Because I, I know that, that actually this is good. That's something that has been brought up in our relationship where I tell him, you know, I don't feel like I'm important enough or I don't feel like. I'm validated enough with my feelings. Everybody always tells me, you know, you have to give in. Like I was talking earlier, Mm -hmm. you have to look the other way. You know, Christ, what did Christ do? He, he turned the other cheek. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but how many times do you have to turn over the neck, the, the cheek? I'm sorry. I'm not Christ. I'm not the, that's what I'm about to be like, but I'm not Christ though. I'm not. Mm Mm-hmm. I try my best to follow his example, but damn it, I fall short every time Mm -hmm. because I'm imperfect that way. Mm -hmm. What about my feelings? What about the way that I am? Why don't they get to suck it up too? And so it's come to... to... It's supposed to be me before anybody in every case. And that's what I think a lot of men don't take into account is that when you do take a woman as your wife, that woman comes before any living creature on this planet Mm -hmm. in every situation. And that's what like I've even talked and we've had me and Biggie have had conversations where I tell her like, I, I love you and I love the kids wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. but I will pick you over the kids every fucking time. Yeah. And some people are like, what? How could you say that about your kids? Because eventually my kids going to grow up and leave me. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. stuck with my wife. It's my wife before everybody, not my kids, then my wife. It is my wife first. Yes. And if you marry the correct wife, if you marry the correct husband, you will never have to choose them before the kids because they won't put you in that position. Yes. 
All right, y'all. So uh, real quick, me and Marty had gotten into a real, real good conversation. And um, unfortunately, we had some audio issues that I'm going to claim on this side. So we just jumped and I'm I'm fast forwarding. There's a big chunk of the conversation missing that unfortunately is just lost to the ages. So if right now when it picks up, you guys might be confused because there's about a good 20 minutes of audio that is uh lost to the matrix so apologies and uh hopefully this still makes sense in the end so with that being said y'all uh sorry for the technical difficulties but i return you to the regularly scheduled program that's like like um the the, the partners that have a, a one cousin in particular there's a, there's a quite a few family members I don't fuck with, but there's one cousin in particular I do not fuck with under any circumstances. And me and my son saw her the other day at my fucking gas station by my house. It's one block from my house. That's my gas station. You live like a half a mile in the other direction and pass three gas stations before you get to mine. So why did you come to my gas station? Number one. Okay. But get out the car walking to the to the gas station and my son knows the stuff everybody in the gas station they know us i know the owners and everybody and um walk in and first thing i do is you know i holler out at the, at the uh, cashier what up cuz what up baby and you know you know they always respond back what up cousin hey what's up my friend and da, 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 da. and you know my son he know he goes right where he wants his fucking arizona's and gum and i go to what i want my uh my chicharrones and uh fucking fago soda right fago pop yeah and um we come back and my cousin's there. And she looks dead at me and says, hey, guys. And I look right the fuck through her. And then she said it again like I didn't hear. Hey, guys, what's up? You guys all right? How you been? And my son looks at me and I look at him and I'm like, shook my head like, no. And he's like, oh. And then she taps my son on his shoulder and she's, hey, Miko, how are you? And he's, Hi. And then, you know, and, I, and then she was in my way, standing in front of my Red Bull. So I grabbed her arm, pushed her out the way and said, watch out. Grabbed my Red Bull, put it on the counter, paid, and we left. And then we get in the car and my son goes, wasn't that your cousin Vettel? And I'm like, yep, fuck her. And he's like, oh, well, I only said hi because I'm like, I ain't mad at you for speaking to her. I said, you could talk to her. I'm not. I'm not going to piss on her if she on fire. Fuck her. I love her. I want the best for her, but I ain't got a fucking thing for you. Nothing. I never will. I have a cousin and like that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's my thing is I don't wish nothing ill on her. I don't wish yeah. nothing bad to come her way. But fuck you. Motherfuck you from now on. Don't talk to me. I ain't got nothing for you. You don't have my phone number. You know where my house is at, but you better not knock on my fucking door. Like it, 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 it ain't shit for you. Like my daughter had to come to me. This is months ago, and she was like, "Daddy, look what your cousin posted online." And she was online talking shit about me and some of the tattoos that I have. And I was like, "What? What's the point? Why? Why? You, you and I haven't spoke in a couple years. What was the point of that post?" What, what, and you think because, oh, because I'm not your friend, I got you blocked that I'm not going to see it. Mm. But yeah, in, in person, hey, cuz, what's up? No, fuck you, bitch. 
You was just talking shit on Facebook about me. Fuck you. Keep that same fucking energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. the 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 thing that got me over the hill with her, where I was truly like, no, fuck her from here on out. Fuck her. Is because it got back to me on the streets that they was like, yo, man, you know, your cousin out here talking shit about you. And I'm like, no, what's she saying now? Bro, she was saying when y'all was little kids, you molested her. I said, I did what now? They was like, yeah, they, she was saying that you had, you had sexually assaulted her and this, this, and that. First of all, she's like four years older than me. But I'm sexually assaulting you. And if that's the case, why is she even speaking on you? I would want nothing to do with you. More so, was- right, right, exactly, exactly. And more so over that, the years that she's talking, I wasn't even in the state. Mm. I wasn't even living here. The years, the the ages you're talking. I wasn't even here. You forgot that part. Damn. But okay. Respect. Respect. Word. Word. And and I feel the same way. I mean, now at the point where we're at in our in our marriage, Angel and I, we of course have better communication. We've talked about it, we've discussed it. Um, and now he sees his family for who they are. And- he tells me he's like i have no ill will and i'm like i don't either mm-hmm. i you're mm-hmm. all, both of your sisters the best in their lives mm-hmm. i really truly really do because i feel like what you wish upon others comes back to you so i would never wish mm-hmm. ill to others and so um i disagree with that i i get the notion but my mentality is more so i'm not even about to waste my energy on nothing like that I have yeah. other shit to do and you're not on the docket for the day. Yeah, no. It's, it's unfortunate that we have quote unquote family that act a certain way with us. And it's like, you if you really are my family, you really are looking at me like that, then that means that you have to accept me for me and not for who you want me to be. Thanks. And that kind of goes into what I was talking about, I talked about before uh, with relationships. Like, we need to stop dating each other for what we see. The I, Oh, I could see, I could see Angel being this kind of man. I can get him there. No. Understand what kind of man he is. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Focus yeah. on who he is. You're not going to change him. And not to say that people don't change because people do. But men will only change for a woman that is worthy to change for. And your ass and tits ain't it. No, it has nothing to do with your exterior. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind to come out. Like, you guys don't care what shape our eyebrows are. You Y'all do don't... again. Y'all do that shit for you. We... Yeah. <laughs> it, there has never been a man in the history of manism where he says, you know what? She is sexy as fuck if her eyelashes were half an inch thicker. Yes. No yes. man has ever said that. No yep. man has ever said, dog, she is fine as hell, but her eyebrows need a little bit more arch. No man has ever said that. Never. Never. Men, men don't care what they're looking for. Way, you, y'all women. women do that shit for yourselves. Yes. Yes. What men are looking for is a woman that's mature enough to understand them and to be there for them. They want a partner. They don't want a little, mm-hmm. 
They don't want to have to babysit. They don't want to have to teach you how to treat them. Mm-hmm. You have to form to how they are and come to a common ground. And I always say, you know, when when couples are at odds, because we've had a lot of couples like reach out to us and ask us for advice and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, hey, don't be scared to go to therapy. Therapy is amazing. Therapy is amazing. You'd be surprised. Like, go individually and then go as a couple. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I don't know, there was a show on HBO. Did you ever see that? Um, hold on. I'm what show? To, hold on. I'm trying to find the name of it. Hold on. What's it called? Let's go to therapy. No. Okay. Hold on. I don't know if there's a new season coming. Couples therapy on HBO. Mm-mm. And it follows, so there's three seasons, okay. and it follows couples, and it's like real raw, like, like there's this one couple that really caught my attention because she couldn't be intimate with him. They already, after they had a child, mm-hmm. she just was not interested in sex. She was always saying no to him, and he was frustrated. Because obviously, I mean, if a woman is rejecting you, it's, it's vice versa, you know, just like if a man rejects you. And they went to therapy and I wasn't happy with the outcome, but it was it was it was it their was, outcome. It was their outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're not going to show you on the show everything that they talk about. They give you like snippets of their right, perception. right, right. So obviously it goes way deeper, but. Yeah, it, it's just crazy that there's couples on there that want to have open relationships, but come to find out they don't want open relationships. See, people say that until they're actually in it and they mm-hmm. don't get what it. And that's why, like, I would preach so much before that there were listeners and followers that were like, oh, my goodness, Kay, you're so great. You're so amazing. Da, 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 da. No, sweetheart. No, you you think that because you have the ideology of what it would be like to be with me. I'm not that. And I've said it before. And even when we was on the line, when I was alive, you don't want to be with us. Mm-hmm. Want to be with the idea. I remember that. Yes. yes. Like we, we are not easy to be with. Mm-hmm. We're not. And, and that's what like, even with, uh, even with, with, with Biggie, like I, I talked to her, like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, you, you are you positive that this is what you want? And she would always look at me and she would be like, and she was, there was a couple of times she laughed in my face. And I'm like, what the fuck is you like? I'm so fucking dead ass. And she would look at me and throw my own logic back. She was like, oh, so we're just asking dumb ass questions today. Okay. And I'm like, I'm just checking. She was like, should I not want to be with you? And I said, I didn't say that. I'm just asking. You understand what this is, right? And she was like, uh, yeah, I got this. Thank you. I can think. Thank you. And I'm like, okay. All right. This is what you want. You know, because it, it was like, it was even a couple of times where she would ask me like, you know, oh, I'm all over the place. I'm emotional. Ah, da, 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 da. Are you sure you want to deal with this? And I would always ask her the same rhetorical question. And I would look at her and I was like, do you enjoy breathing air? 
goes both ways. You know, and then and she she would look at me, she was like, okay. And like I told her, I said, Oh, I I I'm sorry, I didn't know this was a dumbass question day. Okay. <laughs> you know, That's but like it, and that's even like like even said like even even to this day like right right fucking now even with us at odds right now, I love that woman so fucking much. I do. Of course. Oh, I love that woman so fucking much. She get on my fucking nerves. I love her so damn much. But that's I all mean, right if though. You, if you never don't want her, you know, I've already had dreams of her. So. Mm -mm. I've stabbed people for less. Okay. <laughs> Keep them in your dreams. <laughs> um. No, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the reality of of mixing with people, and I think that's why many relationships don't last nowadays because they mm -hmm. fall in love with what could be an idea, an idea. An, they yeah. don't take the time to learn, learn who you're dating, learn who it is you're trying to be with, learn who you're spreading your legs for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and too many times we don't do that. We don't. Yep. And there's something so sacred of God, I hope I don't sound like a nun, but there's just something so sacred of who you share your bed with. Mm-hmm. It's and, it, and it is a it's a transference of energy. Mm -hmm. It truly is. And you have to understand not everybody deserves your energy. Mm -hmm. I, I know I was I was very guilty of that, of being out and just free, you know, whatever, willy nilly. And I don't regret it, but at the same token, none of them women that I laid with were, were worth my time. Mm -hmm. None of them. And that's why I can't tell you their name to this day. Damn. Damn. Do you have any, any regrets? None. No, no, none. If I had regrets, that means I wouldn't be who I am to this day, to this day. True. Very true. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. I, I know a girl, I won't say where I know her from, but I know a girl or a woman, I should say. And she's older than me. She's, I think like 10 years older than me. So mm -hmm. she's in her forties already, almost entering her fifties. And um, beautiful. Oh, my God. You see her cat? Mm -hmm. She's beautiful woman. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she's like a Latina Julia Roberts. Like the curly hair, red, <laughs> pecosa. Mm -hmm. Like she has the body. She, you know, everything. Julia, Rob Julia Roberts never had a body. Okay. Let's be very clear about that. Well, this this, this is a Latina version. So okay. she has Okay. Sass. Right. I'm like, yeah, Julia, Julia Roberts. She was, a, she was a cute little thing, but the, she never had a body. She was never like, woo, ne never that. No, nope. no. Muy flaquita. Yeah. Yep. But, um, this girl, beautiful girl. She's intelligent. She has an amazing job. Mm -hmm. She, she's up there. She's in like in management and healthcare. Um, and she has different baby daddies, and she finally found one that she really really loved and they have opened up their marriage and they bring in people in, into their bedroom mm -hmm. and you know now her kids are getting older they're getting older and 
somebody started moving her a different way and she started enjoying it. And so they kind of split up, but then they got back together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently she's like, I'm going to therapy because I don't know what's wrong. I'm not happy. I have it all. I have the house. I have the nice cars. I have, you know, this really good man. He, he lets me sleep with other people. I sleep with other people, but we're not happy. Because they're too focused on the physical and there's no emotional connection here. You, you've lost the essence of a valuable relationship. Exactly. And right now your relationship has become superficial. And I'm like, it's because at that point, then if you describe even the word in Spanish, casados, mm-hmm. casa de dos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You beat me. I was like, yeah, oh, my, my hand's not in frame. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Take them to my Lord from mm-hmm. Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, whether she fell in love with the illusion, you know, because this guy, very handsome, making good money everything together but it's like Mm -hmm. it goes so much more further than that and i feel like when you explain the soulmate situation on on Mm -hmm. podcast Mm -hmm. that was like now i use that everywhere (laughs) i use that everywhere yeah yeah no soulmates Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you decide to love that person for who they are and you accept there's, them. there's no preordained notion of oh this person was created and that person was like uh something that i hear a lot now is twin flames okay oh yeah everybody wants to say twin flames twin flames and twin flames and twin flame twin uh, the concept of a twin flame was first uttered and wrote and written in manuscript in what was it 1891 was the first time somebody wrote down the concept of a twin flame and then it was never mentioned again until like 1930 but fast forward now and it picked up a little notoriety in the 70s with the whole hippie love movement shit and now everyone's like oh twin flames is an ancient concept no it's really not it's really not (laughs) i don't think so but mm-hmm. you know everybody wants to go back like oh greek mythology said and the norse god have deemed and no mm-mm, sorry try again that's not how it happened it's not how it happened you know but it's the concept that it sounds nice yes sounds good but a twin flame is bullshit okay it really is it really is it, it's it's horseshit in the same way like oh we're we're destined to be together Mm. are you really because for me it's like i i choose my wife i wake up every day and choose her yes and i go to sleep choosing her and i do it because she means something to me she is in my eyes more than worthy enough and I will choose her today and tomorrow and for every day that follows the ends and why. Because she is who she is to me. The same way like 
the whole concept of unconditional love is bullshit. There is no such thing as unconditional love. It does not exist. It sounds pretty, though. It, right. But everybody wants to go. Oh, I will. And, and for me, like when they say, oh, well, you don't love your wife unconditionally. No, no. I love her the way that I love her because she is my wife. I don't love the neighbor the way I love her. I don't love her sister the way I love her. I don't love the bitch down the street the way I love her. Why? Because none of them are my wife. Mm -hmm. So I love her with the condition that she's my wife. And you choose that every mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. That's not something where you say, I choose it, and then tomorrow you change your mind. No, you're right. choosing No, yeah. But that, but that, that goes in how we were talking earlier about growth and just who we are. Like the way that I think about marriage now in a relationship is not how I thought about it before years ago. It's and not, a, not even close to how I thought about it, mm -hmm. but how I am now, I'm so grateful for her. I'm so in awe of her. Like she amazes me every fucking day, every day, even the days that I don't like her, she fucking amazes me. She does. And that's, that's like I said, but it, but it, again, this is because everything that I've gone through, everything that I've experienced, everything that I've witnessed, the testimonies of my life, me testifying to certain things is because of what I've gone through and what I've experienced. So now I am the man that I am now where I am worthy for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what she's gone through has made her worthy for me. Yeah. And I will, I, I, she has ignited something in me that I have never felt before in my life. I have never experienced the emotion she's bring to me, which is what I deem true love. Mm -hmm. That I, mm -hmm. I love her fully and in totality of my being. The and fact that you, that you accept, even like you said, these bracelets don't mean nothing to me. But if they mean something to her for mm -hmm. me to wear them, then I'll wear them. With a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. it, and, and that's what relationships are. Like, it's not you putting, there's no stipulations. But it's you confirming conforming, sorry, I can't pronounce the word, acostumbrándote a lo que ellos están haciendo, and then kind of finding that balance in between, and that's okay. where it can get tricky, right? The, the, the give and pull, though, but that's the give and pull. But I think if you have that foundation of saying, you know what, I don't understand the bracelets, but right. I, I love them because she loves them. It, I want to wear them because they make her happy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, and people ask me, oh, what does that mean? Don't have me lie to you. I don't know. I was told, but I didn't remember. All I know is it brings a wholeness and calmness to her. Mm -hmm. Me wearing this, if me using an oil, if me using a spray makes her feel better, mm -hmm. safer, comforted, why would I not?
Yeah. Why would I not? It's almost like I feel bad for the the women that don't support the men's hobbies. Mm-hmm. You know, like man likes to go fishing. If he likes to play video games, if he likes like Angel loves to build. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gundam, the the action figures or whatever. Oh, from- okay. Yeah. He loves doing that. I don't know nothing about it, Cat. I don't know. I know what it is, but I don't know nothing about none of that. But guess what? I said, here's a little corner. These are your little, you know. Have at it. It's you. you. Which one are you looking for? I'll help you find it. And I go with him on hunts. Same way that I'm into makeup, I'm into technology, and he'll be like, he'll walk into a store, a makeup store with me, and he's mm-hmm. like the worst person. Cause he's like, yeah, get this one, get this one, get this one, get this one. Does he know the difference between the lipsticks? No. Nope, don't matter. But he pretends. He pretends. Mm-hmm. For- Look, this one's nice and shiny. Yes, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, red looks good on you. Get all the shades of red. I'm like, no, I don't need all the shades. Just find the shade that works. <laughs> and he's like, they all work. Mm-hmm. Get them all. And the same way, when we go and find his Gundams, I'm like, hey, this one looks pretty cool. Do I know their names? Do I know what the hell they do? Do I know mm. the series? No. We had uh we went into a store right here by my house, and it's a um spiritual store, right? Okay. And I walked in, just looking at stuff. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's this? Ooh, picking this up, picking that up, picking this up, picking that up. And my wife is just looking at me like, goodness. And she's talking, have a conversation with the owner, and the owner's like, "Yeah, this and that, da da da." And her and my wife are actually having a conversation about certain things. And I'm over here like, "Ooh, look at this candle! Well, this is cool. What does this mean? Pick this. I'm picking up statues and this, this, and they're like, okay, wait, calm down. Okay, <laughs> that's not what you think it is. Relax. This means this. That means that. You know." And I'm like, "Oh, this candle is dope, honey. Let's get this candle." And the lady goes, she goes, well, you know, when you light that candle, you're inviting and asking for a relationship to end. That's like a breakup candle. And I'm like, oh, it don't look like it. You know, I'm like, let me, let me put that down. We don't need that candle. And, you know, like, but, you know, but they're just looking, laughing. Like how you said that. I'm just there like in support of like, ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about none of that stuff. Yeah. You know, and then I and I did go back there a couple of times without my wife to try to learn certain things. And um, uh, I did went back and had candles made for her to help her out one day and, you know, did the thing. And when I showed them to her, she was she she got teary. She was like, I can't believe you did that for me. And I'm like, why wouldn't I? You know, and she's like, because I know you don't believe in that stuff. I'm like, that don't mean you don't. So yeah. why? I got you back, you know. I'll never build a Gundam. Yeah, but, but it's just like you said, it's just certain things that you, it's the, the push and pull. It's the push and pull. That's all it is. He enjoys playing video games. I've bought him video games too. Mm-hmm. Now we've come to an agreement because I don't like him getting lost all day. Cause I'm like, hello, it's your day off. Like I want to spend time with you too. Yeah, but I want to spend time with my damn video game. Woman, leave me alone. <laughs> no, but I'll be like, Hey, you know, if, if, you want to play all morning can you know in the afternoon can we go and grab some coffee Mm -hmm. just you and me 
Like, I just need just one hour of your time. And he's like, of course, of course. You know, and he'll usually, he doesn't play more than like two hours. And when he he does, and when he does, because you leave him alone. I leave him alone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, at least he's home. He's not doing anything. He's enjoying himself. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like, I will spend a day playing the game. I'll spend two days playing the game. However, like I haven't turned my Xbox on in like five months. Oh, wow. But when my homies call and be like, hey, man, y'all want a game today? Fuck yeah, I want a game today. And we will spend a day or two, 10 hours each day getting lost in the shits. (gasps) And then when I'm done, five more months go by. I don't do nothing. You're gooch. Yep. And there'll be times where she'll call me and she's like, hey, wait, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh my goodness, Blake is in town. We about to get on the game. We're going to blow some shit up. And she's like, oh, that's great. Because Blake is one of my, my close buddies that the industry he's in. Today, he's in Detroit. Tomorrow, he's in Texas. The next day, he's in Vancouver. The day after that, he's in Japan. The next thing I know, he's back in Detroit. I'm like, oh, bro, you back in town? Nope, here for four hours. I'm about to go to Australia. And he, he, that's his job. That's the industry he's in. He's always traveling. Yeah, so, Blake, if you ever need somebody to carry your luggage, I'll do it. <laughs> so there's Just been times like, and, and he's the one that I, I tell all the time, like, you know, you know, you know, the, the artist, Janae Aiko, the singer, right? Yes, yes. So one time he came home and he was like, bro, I just had an interview with Janae Aiko, man. And da 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 I'm like, really? And he was like, yeah, man, but I don't know if I'm going to get the job. I'm like, bro, you got this, man. I said, man, I said, I ain't even tripping. I know you got this. Two days later, he was literally in Australia. And I go, bro, I said, you picked up a, a job? Man, I got the job with Janae. I'm on her international tour. And he spent the next eight months all over the world. And he's FaceTiming me. I've spoken with Janae on FaceTime. He's in her house in California. Then they're in fucking Tokyo. Next thing he's on, I see him on Instagram at a club recording Janae on his phone and doing just all types. And I'm like, this motherfucker. Good job, bro. Good job. But but that's his job. I'm available. <laughs> he but he's done that. That's that's the career he's in. His his career, his trade is the performing arts. And he's not a performer himself. He's on a technology side, but there have been concert halls that call him. Hey man, we heard about it. we got your number from so-and-so. You did a job for this concert. Listen, we got an orchestra coming through. Can you come help us out? We'll pay you this, we'll pay you that. They pay for him to fly, they pay for his hotel, and they give him a paycheck. And I'm yeah. like, motherfucker, like this, this bad, you, you black bastard, you, you know, <laughs> but that is so funny. Yeah. No, but so, but, but people that have that lifestyle. Right. Right. But see, but I, I say that to say that when he is in Detroit, it's for a very short window. So he'll be like, bro, I'm in town. You want to get on the game? Fuck yeah. When I get, so I'll talk to Biggie. What are you doing? Blake's in town. She goes, oh, that's great. You guys going to play today? And and I laugh because like we're little kids. Like, can Blake come out and play? Like we're like little kids, you know. And so we'll, we'll get on the game. And there's times we get on the game and the game's acting funky or something happens. He's like, "Fuck, man, it didn't work." Or I gotta download this, man. The update's gonna take three hours. I'll call you back. And you know, and shit happens. And she was like, "So how did you guys enjoy gaming?" We didn't. Oh, why? 
And then I'll tell her, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. And then fast forward three months, nothing. Like I could go to my Xbox right now and wipe dust off the top. I ain't touched it in fucking forever. Maybe until Blake comes in again. Yep, when Blake comes in town, I was like, whoa, or when the new Grand Theft Auto drops or the new Red Dead Redemption drops. I already told my wife, I said, like, honey, listen, when these games come out, okay, you gonna have a part-time husband because <laughs> I'm going to be gaming the fuck out some shit. <laughs> I'll be stacking so six, seven hours only, a day. Are those the only games that you play? Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm, my gaming is very limited. When I was younger, I used to game heavy, but now... If it ain't GTA or Red Dead Redemption, I really don't give a shit. I really don't fucking care. I don't. I don't play Madden. I don't play Call of Duty. I don't play that. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Because my boys, both of them, they're into um, racing. Mm-hmm. I know they like racing, shooting. And I think in, in like GTA and stuff. Yeah, so the racing, I don't mind. I don't care about racing because I do it in real life. Well, yeah, because you got a bike. So, right. So I'm like, let's, eh. let's remember Angel doesn't have a bike. <laughs> yeah. See, that's I'm like, yeah. So when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like, eh. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, yesterday I was thinking about you, kind of changing the subject a little bit. I'm going to try to see if I can find the video, but we got video of what our mountains look like and they have snow. And I was like, oh, we could drive to the snow. And Whatever. Don't like, nobody care. That's like I was talking to Sam the other day when she was walking ahead her hat and I'm like, really the hat? Really a hat? You walk up to this and send the egg. Wow. And it's the mountains. So how far is that from you? Um, 40 minutes hmm. with traffic. Right See? now, like everybody's going because so it's about 40 minutes. Sometimes it takes even longer to get there just because of all the cars. But on a good day, it's maybe 35. I could take a video of that and it takes me four seconds to get to it. <laughs> no, and there's only like two entrances to get to the mountain. So, yeah, it gets really packed up. Mm, whatever. But, but yeah, so I told Angel, I'm like, can you take me to the snow? Because he used to work that area, so he knows it very well. Lord have like, mercy. He's like, I'm going to call Cat. Yep. He'll take me to the snow. Fuck yeah, leave your ass out there. Go play in it now. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's beautiful. It looks so pretty. Go enjoy. <laughs> I gotta post my my uh my winter wonderland pictures. Oh my goodness, Lord. It's so pretty when the I'm snow- sh- I'm yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I'm about to wrap it because we're at we're at three hours. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This so good episode. I hope you guys I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have to edit and cut some because we had a couple of breaks in there. I'm gonna take out and edit some shit up out of here. Um, but I do wanna say I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to kick it with me like always. It's always a blast. Like we just fucking chatting for two hours and fifty minutes. So Damn. yeah. So um with that being said, y'all I appreciate it. Do you wanna leave your uh info? Um go follow EMM period podcast. Say you forgot your name. Yes, I did. I'm not even on so I should be more on socials. I should be more active, but I'm really not. Yeah. Um and Maribel period kings. There you go. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, y'all don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about your podcast, your podcast. Like, share, subscribe, and listen. And 
Uh, this has been another episode of the I'm Not As Thingsy Drunk I Am podcast featuring the Sandwich Crew. I am your Reverend Ratchet, your Royal Ratchetness. And with that being said, y'all, peace. <laughs>